Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffeld, and today we are going to talk about how do you deal with pricing objections. When someone says your price is too high, it's just too expensive, what can you say at the close to help reframe that for them? And I'm going to deploy those with you and walk you through exactly a number of different ways that you can customize when you hear that dreaded objection. Before I do, let me remind you, as we talk about price objections, I want to refer you to a podcast from last week where we talked about anchors. And that's an important one. If you haven't listened to, you're going to want to go back and check that out because that's going to talk about how do you really get in front of these pricing objections and make sure that you don't hear them very often. So if you can really be attentive to anchors, anchors are the reference points the brain naturally creates to enable it to make judgments and reduce uncertainty. So in other words, when it comes to price, your buyer's brains use an anchor as its starting point and contrast the price you show with it. So when you hear you are too expensive, it's because their low anchor was never changed. So we can be really proactive when it comes to pricing objections by using anchors. In addition to that, let me share with you two other things before we jump into the responses. Number one, another great way to deal with pricing objections proactively is to make sure you're building high levels of value. Two things you want to remember when you do this. Number one, you want to focus on differentiation because when it comes to competitive advantages, there are two primary types, cost leadership and differentiation. Cost leadership is when Providers say, you know, we're the lowest price. So if you're finding that you're going against competitors who are significantly lower in price than you, and so you want to dominate them by focusing on differentiation because differentiation is even more impactful than cost leadership. Think about anything you buy. You rarely buy the cheapest thing. You buy what you feel is best for you, the best that you can afford, right? So you value differentiation more than you do just getting the very cheapest thing you can find, whether it's clothes or cars or vacations or houses, right? You could always go cheaper, but you don't because you know you you pay a price when you do. So think about differentiation. How can I differentiate in ways that help me justify my price? Second thing is, When you talk about the positive outcomes that your product and service and company delivers, biggest mistake I see here from salespeople is they don't contextualize them. So keep that in mind. We've talked about that in previous podcasts, but you want to make sure you contextualize positive outcomes. In other words, if you're talking generically and you could say the same line about your product and the value it offers to everyone you talk to, You're not contextualizing positive outcomes. You want to make it specific to them, doing a great discovery, understanding them. So now you can apply it specifically to them. So keep those two things in mind. When you want to build more value, focus on differentiation and meaningful ways that matters to your buyers, contextualize positive outcomes. Those are two things. One other thing I need to share with you, and then we're going to jump into these responses, is what's causing these objections at the very root. 
We've talked about the power of anchors to influence perception. We talked about building value through differentiation and contextualizing positive outcomes. You also want to be attentive to those six whys throughout your sales process. And we've gone through each of these in previous podcasts. You can look up in the episode history. We went through each of those whys. Why do they matter so much? The whys represent the mental steps your potential clients go through when forming a buying decision. And when any of those breaks down, it results in an objection. So what is an objection? The reality, what does science say? Here's what it says. It's a breakdown in the buying decision process. Someone saying, I won't buy your product or service, and here's why. Powerful thing is we can trace all of those objections right to a breakdown in a lack of commitment to one of those six whys. So the six whys uncover how your buyer's brains form buying decisions. They do it through certain incremental commitments. And when those commitments aren't made, the buying process breaks down and it results in an objection. So you want to be hyper-focused on those six whys. If you can proactively address them throughout your sales process, you are in great shape and are unlikely to hear any objections. And or if you do, they'll be very weak and easy to overcome. So we've talked about those things that can set you up for success. Let's jump into what do you do if you hear a price objection at the close? So you've shown your price and they say your price is just too high. How can you help your potential clients embrace a more productive perspective of your price? I'm not going to talk about these responses very much. I'm just going to share with you some things that I would say in leveraging the science. So I'm not going to unpack them in a lot of detail because I want you to think about the responses and then you can customize them to make it relevant for your sale or perhaps it will be right out of the box. Let's dive in in the first one. One option is to focus on the risk of underinvesting. So they're saying, well, your price is too high. And so they're looking at it through that frame. So I want to help them see it from a different perspective. So what if I help them see the risk of underinvesting. What would that sound like in a real world scenario? Something like this. You're right, our price is higher than some other options. And there's a reason for that. We both agree that our solution will deliver the results you need. And then you wanna come out of it here, you wanna mention those results. Whatever the main things were, five to seven seconds, you wanna share, remind them of them. So they're front of mind. Then you're going to go. What many companies in your situation find is if they underinvest in a solution, they will miss out on some of the outcomes they want to attain, which ends up costing them far more. So wouldn't you agree it's better to spend a little bit more to ensure you get the results you need? Notice what we did there. We looked at the risk of underinvesting. We want to give them a new perspective that there's more risk in spending too little than spending too much. So let me go through that again without any commentary. You're right, our price is higher than some other options, and there's a reason for that. We both agree our solution will deliver the results you need, mention those specific outcomes. What many companies in your situation find is that if they underinvest in a solution, they'll miss out on some of the outcomes they wanted to attain, which ends up costing them far more. Wouldn't you agree it's better to spend a little more to ensure you get the results you really need? That's what it could sound like. Now, again, you can customize that, make it your own. This is just a jumping off point. You might like certain parts of that. You might not like certain parts. You can use it, but we're going to help introduce them to the idea of what happens if we underinvest the risk of that. Let's keep going on because I want to give you a couple of these. Let's say we're still dealing with the prices too high. Another way 
we could tackle it is talking about the problems associated with cheaper options. There's a reason things are cheaper if they're comparing us to another solution. So you could help them explore that with something like uh, this. What our clients tell us is we are not the cheapest option, but we are the least expensive. Let me stop there for a second. I love this line. I use this all the time. I've taught this for so many years. I don't know how many. It's It's been more than a decade and it is powerful because it always intrigues people. And instead of running away from your pricing, you lean into it and you reframe it for them with that line. It really creates a lot of curiosity from buyers. So let me start again. What our clients tell us is we are not the cheapest option, but we are the least expensive. The reason they say that is because, yes, there are cheaper options out there, and there's a reason they are cheap. Their machines break down more often and are expensive to fix. With a cheaper option, you pay for them over and over again. In contrast with our machines, you buy them once, and with our quality guarantee and upfront maintenance contract, you never have to put any more of your valuable time or money into them ever again. Doesn't it make sense to invest a little more upfront to save time and money later on. That's just an example of how you can help people see a problem with a cheaper option, in this case, machines. Again, think through that response. Let me listen to it a couple of times and customize it, make it your own. But it gives you a jumping off point that now you can massage and you can have a really, really powerful response to dealing with that price is too high. Well, let's keep going on. I wanna share with you one more thing here. And this one will do a little shorter. And this is when someone says your price is too high, you can break it down for them because they're often looking at, okay, it's $50,000 too high or $5,000 too high or $500,000 too high or $5 million too high, depending on your sales contact. Whenever it may be, there's a number that they think, okay, this is what it should be. And one powerful way to do that is just help them not focus on that big number, but to focus on a smaller number. So here's what that could look like. One thing to remember is that though you're paying for our service once, you'll have it for the next three years. In fact, when you look at the cost over the three years and factor in all of your employees who have access to the service, it comes down to an investment of really only a few dollars per day per employee. You can help them break that down. And then you could follow that up with a beautiful question, second level question of assessment like, so I guess my question to you would be, is it worth a couple dollars a day to have your employees have access to this service for the next few years? And so there's a lot of ways you can customize these. But the three we've talked about, the three strategies are the risk of underinvesting, the problems associated with cheaper options, or you can just break it down for them and help them see a couple dollars a day, though it may look like a big number up front when you average it out over the lifespan of the product or the service that you're talking about. It is minuscule in compared to the value that you'll be getting. So think through all of those responses, because I know this can be a challenging objection and can really demoralize us when someone hits us with your price is too high. But if you have some of these responses and strategies in your back pocket, it will allow you to respond to the challenge and really help your potential client see why investing in your product or service is the right thing for them. So think of it as people are stuck in this unhelpful perspective, unhelpful for you and certainly them by looking at your price and not seeing all the value they'll be getting. With these different responses, you can really help nudge them into a more productive way of looking at the situation that's better for you and them and will help you advance the sale forward.
So I would encourage you, think through each of those strategies I've shared and everything we've talked about. We covered a lot of ground today really quickly when it comes to reframing price objections. Give them some thought, put some practice into them, and then start using them because when you do, you'll see the power that science brings to the sales process because there is a tremendous amount of scientific research behind everything we've talked about today. We won't go into it. But when you use it, you'll see the power that science brings and the transparency it brings to selling. So what are you waiting for? Get out and use these responses and go sell something. We'll see you next time.